Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, Father. I thank you for this opportunity to speak before your people, Father. I don't take it lightly, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. God, I just yield to you and say, have your way through me, God. God, have your way through me, God. I submit unto you, Father, every area of your life. Speak through me, God. And God, I thank you for the, the opportunity, Father. Let your word come forth with power and accuracy father god and i thank you that signs and wonder follows the teaching and preaching of your word father i trust you for it god lord your word is true father and god i thank you lord in jesus mighty name amen amen, amen. well pastor Dwayne asked me to teach from a book by uh, a young lady named kate mcveigh 12 ways to be a blessing to your church and I said, I ain't teaching for a book. I don't think I've done that before. He said, yes, you have, Mom. And he reminded me of some book I taught from he asked me to do. Because, you know, so this is new for me. And at first it was a challenge. Twelve ways to be a blessing to your church. And I began to think before we can get there, I believe that we have to change our mindsets the frame of our thinking, the way we think, because we live in a, in a society that tells you, you go get yours, you go get your blessing. You know, you scratch my back and I'll scratch your back. Or you're, or you're climbing the corporate ladder, not giving a hand to the low man on the, on the podent hole. But you're going to get yours. And we bring that attitude over into the church. Oh, I'm going to church. I'm going to go and get my blessing. I got to go hear, be fed. I got to hear the word of God, which is all good. And we should hear the word of God. And we should expect blessings when we come. But Jesus said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. You'll find that in Acts 20, 31st. 20 and, and verse 31st. Now, not like the way Amplified says it. It says, the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed. It makes one happier and more to be envied to give than to receive. Let me say that again. It is more blessed. It makes one happier and more to be envied to give than to to receive. And as I meditated upon that, and I began to think, <coughs> a lot of people who arrive after climbing that corporate ladder and get to the top, they're empty. They're not happy. A lot of them commit suicide because what? The world can't give them what they need. And what they need is Jesus. And Jesus tells us it's more we're, we're more blessed, it's, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And when you give, it makes one happier. And I thought about my daughter as she was growing up 
and doing Christmas times and birthdays for her friends. She would go and she would just buy stuff for her friends. And, and, and I'm going, why are you spending all that money on your friends? She said, and I said, because they don't give you those kind of gifts back, you know. And she said, I, I love to do it. It makes me happy. And it made me think of that. So when we are being given, it makes us happier. It makes one to be envied. And I'm going, how did that fit in, God? Why would people envy you for giving? And I thought, well, the person who is receiving that you're giving that gift to is probably, they could be envious, saying, I wish I could be a blessing like that. So Jesus set the, the, set the tone. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So as we um, uh, change our mindset, our frame of thinking, now, uh, President John F. Kennedy said something in his uh, inaugural speech that was awesome. He said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you, what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America would do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. Now, if we... Begin with that mindset. The first way we can be a blessing to our church is to ask, what can we do for our church? We can begin to start, if we begin to start looking for ways that we can serve in our church, that's the beginning. So number one, ask, what can you do for your church. And this goes along with the classes 102 that Alan's been teaching. Mm -hmm. It just fits all together. Yeah. Amen. 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 And so let's continue. Mm -hmm. And so I begin to imagine, just go with me for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just imagine what our church would be like if everyone's goal here was to be the biggest blessing to our pastor that we could be. What would our church look like? Oh, I'm going to get to church early so I can pray and set the atmosphere for my pastor. Oh, I'm going to get to church early so I can straighten out the chairs and, and the Bibles for my pastor. I'm going to get to church early so I can clean the bathroom for my pastor. I'm going to get to church early so I can vacuum. Because you know what? It's nothing for our pastor to come in here and clean, the, straighten the chairs and put the Bibles just like he likes them and so forth. But if we as a congregation come together with that mindset, I'm going to be the biggest blessings I can to my pastor, to my church. I'm going to serve. I'm going to see what I can do. Amen. Amen. And we got to work together. We got to work together in unity. And, and Jesus set the example. If you'll go with me to Matthew 20, verse 28. Matthew 20, verse 28 says, Even as the Son of Man came, not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The Son of Man, Jesus himself came not to be ministered unto, 
but to minister to. And as I read that, I thought about the time that he washed the disciples' feet. You know, that's such an humbling experience. I don't know if you ever experienced it. I've experienced it once or twice in my life. And it's hard to explain. You just have to experience it. Because when you're down there washing your brother or your sister's feet, for me, it, it brought me to tears because it made me think of Jesus and how he served and how he gave. And he didn't think himself too highly to wash the disciples' feet. He didn't think himself too highly to serve. And he's our example. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to work together in unity because when we work together, like Brother Allen said a couple Sundays ago, it, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And it's going to take all of us working together because the pastor can't do it by himself. And working together make things better. And, we, and we're not caring about or who gets the credit for this right, and that right. because it's all for the kingdom of God. Right. That's what it's all about. It's all about the kingdom of God. It's about win, winning souls for his kingdom. Amen. So we're going to uh, change our mindset beginning this day to work for the kingdom of God. What can I do for my church? How can I serve? We're going to develop that mindset of giving and serving instead of just getting and getting. Because what you'll find that as you serve and as you give and as you uh, allow God to use you in different areas, that he's going to meet all of your needs. Amen. You know, you don't have to worry about that. You take care of his business and he'll take care of your business. Amen. 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 Let's go on. Okay. The second way we can be a blessing to our church is to pray for your pastor and his family daily. Pray for him daily. You know, pray that God give him a vision and wisdom for the church, for the ministry. God keep him in health and strength. And God give him the right messages to bring forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Now, you know our pastor, if you can't pray something life over him, don't pray. Because he's not, he don't want you praying, Lord, if it be thy will, heal my pastor. No, by Jesus' stripes, he's already healed. So don't be praying those dead prayers. So you pray life over your pastor. And, you know, you know our pastor, you know, he's not perfect. And if none of us are. And if you see something that you don't agree with, with the leadership or, you know, or the pastor, you pray about it. Don't talk about it. Pray about it. Be a part of the solution and not the problem. Amen? Amen. So the Bibles tell us that ministers should always be treated with respect. And honor. As a matter of fact, in Timothy 5:17, it says that they are worthy of double honor. Amen. Ministers, our ministers and pastors should be always treated with respect and honor. So 
The second way you can be a blessing to your pastor is to pray for him and his family daily. And when you see things that are uh, uh, not quite right, and you know, the first thing we do, we have a tendency to talk about it. We'll get on the phone, we'll gossip to this one and that one. I remember years ago uh, when Pastor Johnny was alive and we were at another church, he was associate pastor then. And uh, the church was going through some challenges and there was people that were calling all the people in leadership and causing discord and, and stuff. And we came out with a big testimony because no one dared to call us and to talk about the pastor and the rest of the leadership. And, and we thank God for that. Because you know, when people come to you with gossip, if they get talk to you about gossip, they'll talk about you, they'll gossip about you. And one way you can stop them when they come to you with something negatively about the church or the pastor or the leadership, you stop, stop, stop them, you say, hey brother, okay, Let's, let's, let's stop and pray about it. And, as, and, and what you'll find, they'll start coming to you with the gossip, with all the negativity, ne negativity, you know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you will put a stop to it. You will say, let's pray about it and put a stop to it. Amen. Amen. So you pray for your pastor. You pray for his wife. You pray for his children. You pray for his mother and sister and Bambi and Bella. All of us. <laughs> Got to get me in there. But you pray. Honestly, pray. Pray the word over your pastor. Pray for supernatural wisdom and Holy Spirit guidance that he'll guide him and the, that the gifts of the spirit will operate freely in his life. Amen. 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 Because you know what happens when when uh, God works freely in his life and the gifts of the spirit are in operation. Guess who's blessed? It's us. It's us. It's us. So why wouldn't we pray for this for our pastor? Amen. Amen. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. The third way we can be a blessing to our pastor is to bless our pastor on special occasion. And I think, I believe that as we begin to see our pastor as God sees him, that it, it would be an honor for us to bless our pastor. Amen. You see, God sees him as the good shepherd of this flock as the overseer of this flock. And he's looking out for our spiritual well-being. You know, he cares about us dearly. And I give you an example. You know, he just had a birthday. And he told me in advance, Mom, I don't want uh, 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 you all to do nothing. I don't want the church to do anything for me. And I looked at him. And he said, because, you know, the banquet's coming up and, and you know, that's cost money. I, I, don't want any, I don't want them to do anything for my birthday. And I looked at him. I didn't say yay or nay. Because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. But it, gave, it, it gives you a sense of his heart. 
You know, he's concerned, oh, I don't want to be a burden on the people because, you know, the banquet's coming up, and if they give do something for me, that means they got to spend more money. And I'm going, God, you bless him. You bless him. With a heart like that, you bless him. You know, our pastor is a gift from God. Amen. He's a gift from God. Amen. Let's go in. Um, let's read. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And, you know, this is how we can be a blessing to our church. Amen. And it says, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to the church. And why? Now, when you give somebody something, it's a gift, right? Our pastor is a gift from God. And why did he give uh, them to the church? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. God placed our pastor. He gave his pastor to us. For the perfection of the saint. Now perfection means for the maturing of the saints. Now I told you it's time to grow up. For the maturing of the saints. Why? For the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. So we need to see our pastor as a gift from God. And it's an honor to bless him on special occasion like Father's Day, Mother's Day, anniversary, birthdays, and so forth. No, we pastors should be celebrated. You think about it in the world. They celebrate movie stars, musicians and athletes and so forth and so forth. But our pastor, our pastor is doing a work and changing lives for eternity, for the kingdom of God. What he's doing to me is more important than what they're doing out there in the world. Amen. 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 So let's celebrate our pastor. Let, let's count it a joy and an honor. To, to do that, you know, and money is not the only way you can bless your pastor. You know, I, I uh, used to work at this school that was uh, this Christian school that was owned by a ministry. And the way they treated their pastor, I, I got a chance to see a little insight. The man, they made sure that the pastor's yard was cut. The bushes were trimmed. The families of the church volunteered. They took time, turns, volunteering to clean the church. Maybe one family would do it one month, another family would do it another month, and so forth. But they, they worked together. And I was blessed to see that. And you know, our pastor set an example for us. The beginning of every year, he takes a month off and he goes and he ministers to the children. You know, he sets, he sets the bar for us. You know, he, he don't think he's too high that he can't go and minister to the children because that's our future. Those are our future uh, pastors, evangelists, apostles. You know, so uh, we should um, follow his example. Amen. 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 And if you have an idea about uh, doing something special for your pastor, 
on special occasions. You know, check with his wife, see what he needs, see what he likes, you know, so forth. And always check with someone in authority in the church because you don't want, you know, we, we can't have everybody running around collecting money for this occasion, that occasion. It can get, you know, out of control. So go through the proper ch channel, channels, amen? amen? And don't forget his wife. A lot of times, first ladies get overlooked. Amen. Now, being a first lady once, I know. Look, behind every good pastor, if he's married, is a good woman. It takes a lot. She works just as hard as he does. You don't see it. It's behind the scene, but it's real. It's real. I've been there. I know what it takes. So uh, let's not forget our pastor, our first lady. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. The fourth way you can be a blessing to the church is to get involved in the helps ministry. And that's a ministry that sometimes is overlooked. But um, to serve in the help ministry is an awesome experience. You know, that means you make yourself available to whatever and wherever the pastor might need you to make the church run smoothly. Help me, simply means to help in any way that is needed. And it's important when you work in the help ministry that you do what the pastor asks you to do, not what you think he needs. Like if he asks you to do something a certain way and in your mind you think, oh, if, I, if we do it this way, it's a better way. But if you submit and say, okay, I'm going to do it the pastor's way, you, you position yourself to be blessed by God by submitting and being obedient. Oh, amen. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. In the helps ministry, not only in that, as, as a congregation, we should remember that we are here. It's our job to back the vision that God has given our pastor. You know, because a lot of times, you know, we might have a vision and we try to overrule the vision that God has given our pastors. And I've always heard anything with two necks is a freak. So if you got two vision, you're going to have division. Of course, that got that from Miles Monroe. Amen. <laughs> 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 to give him his props. God bless him. But yes, just remember that, you know, we are to back the vision that God has given our pastor. Amen. And, and, it, and that means sometimes we have to let our vision, you know, lay dormant into God, you know, make it happen. Amen. Amen. So, and also in the help ministry, when you uh, volunteer, the pastor might ask you to, do, to help in a certain area. And in your mind, you said, oh, but I want to do this. But we really need you over here. So, but if you say, oh, but I want to do this, if you will humble yourself and do and go where the pastor really needs you. God will bless you. God will bless you. Just be faithful in that area and God will honor your faithfulness and your willingness to help. Amen. And never look at your job as, oh, it's just children ministry. It's just infants and toddlers. 
It's just the youth minister. You're making a difference in their lives. These are young people who are being molded and, and you have to take it seriously and do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord and the Lord will bless you because you're changing their lives. You know, you, you get few chances to make a difference, to, to be that influence, that positive influence in, a, in that young child's life. You know, how many of you remember your Sunday school days, back in the day of Sunday school days, and your Sunday school teachers, and what they that remained in you, that remained in us, you know? Amen? Amen. We're making a difference and we're changing lives. Proverbs 28 and 20 says, A faithful man shall abound with blessing. As you be faithful in the area where you're needed, God will bless you. You abound with blessing. Amen? Amen. We are to hold our pastor's arms. You know, this uh, reminded me of the children of Israel and Moses when they went out to fight the Amalek. Kites and um, Moses and, and his helpers, Aaron and her, went up to the hill to watch the battle. And as long as Moses' arm was up, the Israelites were winning over their enemy. But it's, if, when his arm drew down, it was reversed. And so, what his helpers did, Aaron and her, they got on each side of him and held up his arms. And they won the battle. They won the battle. And they did it together. They couldn't have done it. Moses couldn't have done it without them. And they couldn't have done it without Moses. So when a help ministry holds up the pastor's arm during the work of the ministry, the church, the whole congregation wins the battle. It's about the souls that we want to lead to the Lord. It's about the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about. It's not about us. It's about him. Amen. And we've got to work together. We got to hold up the pastor's arm. Amen. So it's time to get busy, church. It's time to get busy. And, and the scripture said they held up his arms. Until the sun went down, they stuck with Moses. Even though those arms became like dead weight, they stuck with him. It was hard, but they didn't give up before the job was done. Don't give up before the job is done. You know, things might be long and become difficult, but don't give up. They stood behind their leader, and together they won a great victory. Mo, like I said, Moses couldn't have done it without them, and they couldn't have done it without, without him. They needed each other. We need each other, church. We need each other. The pastor can't do it by himself. Amen? Amen. Let's go on. The fifth way you, we can be a blessing to our church is to follow through with commitments. Follow through with commitments. That's a vital part of being a blessing to our church. Be committed to your church. Be faithful in your attendance. Show up and support your pastor and the congregation. And before, I would suggest before anybody join any ministry, thank you guys for joining here, that you count the cost. 
count the cost. And of course, always pray before you commit. Because once you commit to that ministry, to that church, you should keep your word. We need to be people of integrity. If you say, I'm committed, I'm with you, pastor, keep your word. Follow through. Follow through. Don't drop the ball. Because what happens when you drop the ball, that means someone else got to fill in. And if someone else have to fill in, they might be leaving the position that's, that need them. So don't drop the ball on your commitments in your church. Amen? Amen. Because when you do, you don't realize the stress that it might call, cause on the other person. And if you drop the ball, sometimes that might mean, oh, we're not having church in church today because you couldn't show up and didn't let anybody know. Or else somebody have to, you know, miss the service and go and take your turn. We have to keep our word, follow through with commitments. The sixth way we can be a blessing to our church is to submit with style and always with a smile. Submit with style and always with a smile. Now, when you submit to somebody, that means you yield yourself over to that authority and the will of another. You surrender to that person. So basically, surrendering, it means surrendering your way of doing things to the way your leadership want things done. I touched on that a little er earlier, like when your leadership said do it this way, although you might have a better way, you're blessed to do it your leadership way, amen? But it's important to know that it's never right to, to submit to something contrary to the word of God. God don't call us to submit to something that's going to be contrary to his word, that's going to be sinful, that's going to be abusive. You know, we don't have to do that. Amen. And if we're praying for our pastor and we know our pastor is a godly man, he's not going to ask you to submit to something that's contrary to the word of God anyway. Okay. The seventh way we can be a blessing to our church is to recognize the trap of familiarity. <laughs> Many times when serving our pastors or ministers or leaders, we become too familiar with them. And what we do is then we let our guards down in respecting their position of authority. Let me say that again. We become too familiar and we let our guards down in respecting their position of authority. No, we, we are to honor our, our pastors and, and um, leadership. And when we become too close and too familiar with them, we begin to see their flaws, flaws and their faults and their shortcomings. They're just like us. But we have to learn you know, at first we're excited. Oh, I'm in the inner circle with the pastor. I'm hanging out with the pastor. And you begin to see the work of the ministry is, is more than what the eye see. It's hard work. And after the honeymoon period is over, <laughs> and, and you're real close with your pastor, you become very familiar with him. 
or her, it's easy to let your guard down. And we fall into the trap of the enemy because we let our guards down and then we don't begin to honor him and respect him in that position. And what happens because we don't respect him in that position, we uh, can't receive from God's anointed one. It's a trap. It's a trap. So don't allow these things to cause you to become too familiar to the point that uh, your honor and respect has slipped, has slipped away. Just don't start thinking of them as, oh, that's, he's one of the gang. That's my boy. P.D. is my boy. <laughs> he's a man of God first. He's a man of God first. And we should always remember that. Because if you don't, like I said, the enemy will rob you from a receive and from God's anointed one. Okay? And it's important to separate the man from the anointing. Understanding the gift of God can flow through him, although he might have flaws. That's God's anointed one. Amen? Uh, it reminds me of... of David and Saul. I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. How when David was anointed king to um, take Saul's place, Saul became angry. He was angry. He was raged with anger. And he chased David all through the countryside trying to kill him. And so David came to a cave. And he looked up and there was Saul, but Saul didn't see him. And David had an opportunity to take him out. And, you know, he, was, he would have been defending himself, you know, self-defense. I'm going to get him. But David couldn't. He couldn't. And, and, and later on, his men asked him, why didn't you kill him? Why didn't you kill him? And I want to read what he said. Just bear with me a few minutes. Okay. He says, Okay. It says, but David wouldn't do it. Why? Because he knew Saul had been anointed at one time. And when his men asked him why he didn't kill Saul when he had the chance, he answered, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch forth my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of, Lord, of the Lord. You know, David wouldn't even talk about Saul years later after he was dead. He respected the fact that Saul at one time was God's anointed. And the scriptures tell, warns us about um, speaking against God's anointed ones. Amen. In, in Psalms 105.15, it says, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. We need to honor the anointing on someone's life. Amen? We've got to honor it. And, you know, in the book, it has a, a, a checklist, you know, to check out your heart, to see if it's right, to see, uh, like, here we go. To see if your heart's right. And if not, 
It says, um, let's see. See the heart checkup. Okay, here's the checklist. The heart checkup. Now, you don't have to say amen if, it, if I'm stepping on your toes. You are noticing your leader's faults and start to judge them in your heart. Number one. Number two, you are jealous or think that you deserve the same attention, gift, money your leader has received. You have a negative attitude when you are asked to do something beyond your job description, but you were more than willing to do it in the beginning. You are defensive or blame someone else when confronted with a mistake you made. This is a big one. You can't stand to be corrected. Ouch. You often think to yourself that you would do it differently if you were in charge. You always think your way is better. You think it's okay to correct your pastor and you challenge his decision. You have more than once talked about your pastor behind his back. Jesus, help us. You have not stood up for your pastors when others have spoken negatively about them. Now, uh, these things could apply to any of us. And if, the, if they do, we need to check our hearts, check our motives, and repent of it. Amen? And God forgives us, and we can go on. Amen? The eighth way we can be a blessing to our church is to overcome offenses. All of us have been offense, offended at some point in our life from people in the church. And the thing is, it's not to dwell in that offense, not to ponder on it, not to begin to complain about it, because God has made a way for us to get rid of those offenses. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us that um, when you stand praying, forgive if you have any out in your against any, that your Father, also which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So when we are offended, we have a choice to let it go. We have a choice to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, just like love is a choice. So when offended, choose to forgive, to pray about it, and to let it go. Amen? So you won't hinder your blessings from God. The ninth way to be a blessing to your church is to speak faith-filled words over your church. We know there is power in the words that we speak. You know, the scriptures tells us, let's go there, in Hebrew 11, verse 3, that the world was framed with words. Hebrew 11, verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And do you know, we can frame our world around us by the words we speak. You might be having a day of chaos and you're all stressed out. You have the authority to speak 
peace into your situation and into your circumstances to change your world around you. Amen. Amen. We don't have to deal with that mess from the devil. God's given us authority over that. So, and we have a choice. We can speak negative things over our church or positive things. But if we want to be a blessing to our church, we're going to speak positive things. We're going to speak the word of God over our church on a daily basis. You know, speak it out loud. loud. You can say God has given our pastor wisdom. All our church needs are met in abundance. Amen. Confess God's glory in every service. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, in Proverbs 18 and verse 21, we know this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen. And Mark 11, 23 is one of the first scriptures I learned uh, as a new believer. Uh, how many know that one? Amen. It said, <laughs> Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, he shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he says. Whatsoever he says. So you can speak words of life. Over, your, over our church. We can speak words of life over our pastor. Amen? Amen. The 10th way we can be a blessing to our church is to invite people to church. Amen. Very simple. Invite people to church. It's a non-intimidating way to witness because once, we, once you get them to church, the pastor can lead them to the Lord, you know, but then you get glory, you get uh, awarded for winning that soul because you invited them to the church. You know, you're a blessing when you share about your church and you should be excited to, to share about your church. If you're ashamed to share about your church, something is wrong. Yep. We're here to be a blessing to our church. Amen. Yes. The 11th way you can uh, be a blessing to your church is to be a consistent giver, a consistent giver. You know, the church operates continually. And if we give some time and hold back other times, we're not bringing our tithes and offering into the storehouse. So we are to be a consistent giver. And, um, that's very exciting. You know, when, you know the, the Bible tells us we should be a cheerful giver. And it's not always money. It's a, one of the biggest way you, ways you can be a consistent giver is of your time, of your time and your talent by praying for the church and the pastors and uh, your, your brothers and your sister. And your time is a valuable seed that you can sow. But a word of caution, never become so involved in the ministry that you neglect your family. Amen. That you neglect, let me say that again. 
never becomes more involved in the ministry that you neglect your family. This, this goes for the husband. Oh, I got to go to church, honey. But honey, I need you here. I'll be back. You can take care of it. Goes for the wife. You know you got those babies at home that need you. They are your first ministry. Your husband and your children are your first ministry. Because if you're neglecting your family, how can you be a blessing in your church when your family is back home suffering? It's not, it's not right. It's not right. So God doesn't want you to neglect your family for the ministry. Your family become, comes before the ministry. It, you know, we have to have a balance. There's a balance in everything we do. Even in being a blessing to the church, there's a balance. Amen? Okay, we talked about uh, being a blessing to the pastor by giving him money. But we have to be consistent with our giving. And we'll re once you're consistent with giving, you'll reap consistently. Yeah. You'll reap consistently. You're sowing your seed, you're going to reap consistently. Amen. That's exciting. That's exciting. And Luke, I love this, this uh, verse, Luke 6, 38. It says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? You know, we can't outgive God, just like Alan said early. You know, and what we give comes from God anyway, for God is our source. We, what we have to give comes from God because he's our source. So we're giving back to him what he already gave to us that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for him. Amen. God is our source. Last, the 12th way you can be a blessing to your church is to reach out to others. Reach out to other outside of yourself. Reach out to others. You know, the people in the world are searching for answers, and we have the answer. Jesus is the answer. Amen. You know, I have an elderly later, a neighbor that lives across the street. She's 89 years old. And sometimes I go and just sit with her and talk with her, and it means so much to her. Sometimes I might cook something and take it over, and I had cooked some cabbage and some smoked neck bones and some cornbread, and I took it over. And she, one time I took it over, and she called, baby, oh, that was so good. I sucked them bones clean. <laughs> I said, good. And you know what? It made me happy. You know, I can go back to that first. You know, I, I, I gave and... And it made me happy that she enjoyed it. It meant so much to her. And so the second time I cooked it, because she wanted some more, and I took it over, but it was a little late at night. And she said, okay, I'm, when you leave, I'm going to um, put this away. I'm going to eat a little bit, and I'll save the rest for the morrow. She called me that night, baby, there's none left for the morrow. <laughs> I ate the whole thing. 
and I was happy. It blessed my soul. So, so we have to reach out to others. Just little things like that. Just sitting with her for a couple of hours, it means so much. There's people in your neighborhood, a people that you might see as you walk in the mall. Reach out to them. Be a blessing. That's one way we can bless our church because you never know by reaching out to that one person in a uh, whatever way the Lord leads you, they might come to your church, to our church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this word. And God, I just give you glory for it, Father. I thank you that our hearts are good ground, that we not only heard your word, that we will become doers of your word, Father. And we heard your word. It's time to grow up, Father. And God, I thank you that signs and wonders follows the teaching of your word. And Father, I give you glory for what you're going to do in this place tonight, today. How you're going to meet every need, God. Whether it be physical, spiritually, or financially. God, you're going to meet every need this day, God. I I, I'm crazy enough to trust you for it. And God, I give you glory for it in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone who is sick. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.